So tell me what's your name? My name's Jade. I'm a general clinician. Awesome, Jade. So what inspired you to start creating brutally honest content about skincare and haircare on TikTok and how did you build such a significant following? Uh, I was inspired because I was sick and tired of all the beauty BS out there and people getting misinformation and I wanted to bust it. I wanted people to have the correct information before purchasing a product. There's a lot of marketing myths and I was also sick of people coming in with skin conditions from using the wrong products. Okay, how long, how old is your TikTok account? 2021. Okay, two years, about two years. Yeah. Alrighty, so for those of us looking to achieve glowing skin uh, this summer without breaking the bank, uh, what are ty the types of skincare products should we be focusing on and do you have any specific product recommendations? So this summer, the most important things that you need to do are to have a hydrating cleanser. So that could be, Dermavive has a really great collodial oatmeal cleanser and you can use it for any skin type. I've used it on eczema, I've used it on children. It's, it's so hydrating, you can use it on your eyes, remove your makeup, it's got this really jelly-like consistency. Then you need to go in with a vitamin C. So vitamin C helps with UV um, uh, damage, but it's not going to protect your skin from the sun. It's also going to help with be an antioxidant, so it helps your skin glow, it can help a little bit with pigmentation. If you're dry, you need to use an oil-based vitamin C. If you're oily, you need to use a water-based vitamin C. So you can pick whatever one you want. So La Roche-Posay does a water-based water one. Oil-based one is from Medicaid. Um, and then you need a nice moisturiser with a barrier. So your water gels don't have barriers. So you need to use something like the Nutriderm Moisturising Lotion with vitamin E in it. That also helps with UV oxidation. It's not going to protect you from the sun, but it can help with redness. It helps heal the skin. So if you've got acne, it can help with that um, healing that goes on. If you've got rosacea, it's non-occlusive, so it helps with that redness. And it also has sodium PCA in that, so that helps hydrate the skin. And then with SPF, you need to apply every two hours. I don't care what SPF you use, as long as you're freaking using SPF. Okay, and it's supposed to be 30, right? Not 50. Well, 30 is the minimum. The difference between 30 and 50 is 2%. Most people use 50, but minimum 30 is what we clinically recommend. Okay, great. The second, third question is the topic of tween skincares, like teenage and... Uh, oh, yeah, the yeah. tweens. Yes, yes, becoming more prominent. Could you share some insights into what skincare tweens should be using and what to avoid in their routines? Okay, I don't want to see any tweens using niacinamide, retinol, um, or ascorbic acid. I don't think it's necessary for them to be using that. I really don't. I think the bare minimum that a tween needs to be using is a gentle cleanser, whether that is the Dermavive, a Cetaphil, a CeraVe, whatever it is, and a hyaluronic acid. I know they like the pretty packaging. I know they're addicted to the drunk elephant. Stay the hell away from drunk elephant. It brings me more issues than Vogue. I want you to use, if you want some pretty hyaluronic acid and B5, use Bondi Sands.
Oh, that okay. looks pretty. Then they've got something pretty. If you want to use a mist, go find a pretty looking mist. If they want a pretty sheet mask, Smiggle sell them. And just use a benign moisturiser. Benign moisturiser is like the Nutriderm, the Nutriderm one. It's also like one from, you know, Dermal Therapy, your Cetavils, your all those brands, you know, all those brands, that's all they need. Okay, hair loss is a common concern for many, with many uh, numerous potential causes. What are some of the most prevalent reasons people experience hair loss? And you can you provide some at-home solutions for tips for addressing this issue? Basically, like, you know, um, maybe using coffee or any stuff like that, you know? Unfortunately, coffee is not going to help with hair loss. There is some evidence around rosemary oil, uh, medical journal evidence. However, when you're experiencing hair loss, and if it's a hormonal hair loss like telogen effluvium or androgenic alopecia, what you'll find is your hair will go more oily. So then you might not want to use a rosemary oil because it'll make your hair more oily. Generally, applying things topically is best because it's just going to reach the area directly. So I tend to recommend things like what worked for me in hair loss was the Nutriderm Hair Enhancing Range. I used it before I started working with them. That's why I started working with them and it was a game changer. The other option is if you are experiencing hair loss, and this is the biggest takeaway message I want you to take, is you need to go to your doctor, you need to get a blood test, and your doctor will then refer you to a dermatologist and they will do further testing. If there's anything concerning, that will be addressed. Uh, if you work at a clinic like where I work, at Flawless Hair Restoration in Melbourne, uh, there's a multitude of treatments, which is systemic, topical and mechanical treatments that can work for you. Also, microneedling, you know, the little... Yeah, yeah. yeah, that can also help a little bit if you want to do that at home. But generally, nothing really else sort of evidently works. I've tried it all. I've tried everything in the chemist, honestly. What about aloe vera? Aloe vera, no. No, unfortunately, no. That would be nice and hydrating for your hair. So if you have really dehydrated hair, that would be quite nice. I've even also heard you'll, you'll dye this. You know, KY jelly, lube. Oh, yeah. Hydrating. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you, not for hair loss. Not for hair loss. No. Oh, okay. So you mentioned that men and women are increasingly uh, searching for answers about uh, hair loss in your videos. So could you delve into an impact of the factors, like I said earlier, stress, diet, and menopause on hair health, and share some effective treatments or strategies to consider? Yeah. So. Uh, for men, there's male pattern baldness, which happens because their DHT is being converted into testosterone. So it's like a bit of a genetic thing. So they need to get onto it soon before those follicles become dormant. Also, stress can impact males and females. Um, also, for women, we get uh, we can get telogen effluvium from having babies. That's the hair loss we experience after having a baby. Also, COVID for everyone. You get that really high fever and our hair can fall out from a very high fever, but also any illness where you get that really high fever, your hair can fall out 
and I, did I say stress? Obviously yeah, stress. Yeah, yeah. stress. So um, it's really important to, like I said, have these things checked out um, and just ensure that you're getting regular bloods done and checking all of that out and um, ensuring that you, you, know, you are fit and healthy and you're monitoring your health. Okay, so with your experience, do you have any standout product re recommendation or tips for readers seeking cost-effective solution for common skincare and hair care issues? So this is basically um, cost of living. A lot of people are cutting off a lot of things, you see, and they are just using soap to wash their face and hair. Mm. So do you have any like cheap, cheap stuff to recommend? Yeah, so I think um, if you want to do things really cheaply, you can buy a lot of things at the chemist or online. You can just use a cleanser that's aimed at your skin type. So if you've got dry skin, use a cream cleanser, uh, no matter what it is. So no, I don't, if you want to do something under $20, you can find heaps of cleansers at the chemist. Um, and then make sure you're double cleansing at night. Lots of people don't realise that they need to do that at night. What does that mean, sorry? So at night, we wash our face once and then we wash our face again. Okay. Literally do it once and do it right away again. After you dry your face? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why? Why? Because that's removing all of your SPF and all of the oils and oxidation from the day. That itself can make a really big difference. And it's essentially costing you almost practically nothing because you've already got the cheap cleanser and a little bit of water and just seeing that can make a big difference to people's skin um, so obviously I know I've mentioned the Nutrigem range is really cheap you've got QV they're really cheap uh, dermal therapy C to fill CeraVe these are all really affordable ranges that you can get and they've got a bunch of cleansers aimed at dry skin if you're oily they've also got foaming dermavive dermavive's also got um, cleansers aimed at oily skin if you're oily you need to look at the range and go for a cleanser that's more foaming again wash your skin double cleanse at night the only other thing you can do is just use um, uh, if, you, if you're dehydrated, you can get a simple hyaluronic acid. Use the ordinary. How much is that? That's like five or six dollars, yes? Add, a, add it to skin on, add it to damp skin, and then go for another moisturizer from any of those brands I mentioned. Okay, can you like, um, because some skincare range, they come with five or six, you know, you have to wash your face, tone, cleanse, blah, blah, blah. You know, they've got a couple of things you need to do. So but what is the bare That's minimum? the bare minimum. So, so we're going to cleanse wash. in the morning. Yeah. We're going to leave damp skin. Then no we're moisturizer? Moist, oh, and then we're going to moisturize. And it can be from any of these ranges. We're going to do Dermavive, um, uh, uh, Nutriderm, QV, Cetaphil, Dermal Therapy, CeraVe. Okay, what about hair care? So how many times a week can you, are you supposed to wash your hair? You can wash your hair as many times a week as you need to. So some people will find that their hair is oilier than other people. So if you're younger, you might find your hair's more oily. Some people, if they're older, they'll have oilier hair. 
So you just need to wash it as much as you need to. Some hairdressers will say you don't need to overstrip your hair and I will agree with that. It's the same as your skin. Um, hair care, just use what you can afford. Obviously, if you're losing your hair, it's going to be an investment, no matter what it is, but the Nutriderm range is the cheapest investment you can make for hair loss. I'm not going to lie to you because it can, medication's quite expensive, a visit to the doctor can be expensive too. But if you want to buy a $2 shampoo, use it, that's fine. And invest in like a hair oil or something like that, use it, that's fine. Whatever works for you, as long as your skin and hair is happy and healthy, we're happy. Okay, with your experience, do you have any standout uh, product? Oh, sorry. How do you approach uh, debunking skincare trends and separating effective products from those that may not be worth the investment? So there's a lot of uh, products now, as we know, because it's quite easy to, to create a skincare line through white labeling. So basically, right? So how do you how do you weed out the 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 ones that are great and the not so great? First, I look at their marketing, and I say, how are you marketing this brand? Who are you marketing this brand to? That's the first thing I look at. The second thing I look at is who is behind the brand? Is this some person that just? wanted to create some skincare and they've literally got no idea and they're just trying to make a buck there's these skincare ranges and brands out there where I could literally pick up this bottle of skincare and I could go I'm going to emulate this same thing and I'm a nobody right so is that is that what they're doing um, but they're doing it with cheaper ingredients the other thing I look at is um, what are the ingredients and what order are they put in the ingredients up on the top of the ingredients list are the most abundant and the ones down the bottom are the least abundant, which means they're not really going to do much on your skin. So if on their key ingredient list, you know when you shop at Mecca and it says the key ingredients and they'll go, it's got vitamin C in it. And then I look at the actual ingredient list and it's down the bottom, I'll go, this is a load of shit. Vitamin C's down the bottom, but you're saying it's a key ingredient. Well, actually, no, it's not. But this isn't Mecca's fault. It's the brand that's giving this, like a PR kit, to Mecca to put on the website because this is the brand's, what they want to disclose. So that's how I look at it and that's how I debunk it. Okay. Are there any specific products or brands that you consistently rely on for skincare and hair care? And what, set them, what sets them apart, in your opinion? So, do you want to... Yeah, so I, I really love brands that have evidence, that do studies, that share their studies with me and that are backed not just by their studies but I can back it up by evidence that I've been taught at university. Um, Nutriderm is one, CeraVe is one, QV is one, L'Oreal, Olay, Cetaphil, all these brands and they're affordable. Like SkinCeuticals, that's not affordable, but these brands, it's based on simple science. Do you know what I mean? And good ingredients and, yeah, that's it. Okay, could you share some of the most memorable success stories or transformations you've uh, 
witness among your followers who have been uh, who have taken your advice on skincare or hair care either yeah I get those comments all the time and it brings me so much joy and sometimes it makes me want to cry um, I say to people double moisturize and some people say since I've been double moisturizing that's made such a difference or since um I've saved so much money since I've been watching you and thank you or um, someone said my acne is so much better since watching you that's a big one because they've been overstripping their skin so using lots of acid, acids in their skincare routine uh, like acidic toners, acidic cleansers, acidic moisturisers and I've told them to pull it all back and use hydrating products and a hydrating moisturiser, double moisturise and understand their skin type and I've helped their acne wow. like, and I don't even know what their face looks like and that feels so good, that feels so so good. Okay, final question, so you're visiting Sydney for a day, you're from Melbourne, mm -hmm. so could you tell us more about your visit and what are you hoping to accomplish during your time here? Well, I did an interview this morning on the morning show. I've just done a day full of media interviews. And last night I went to Tequila Daisy, which was delicious. <laughs> Have you been there? No, not yet. Oh, it was amazing. And I'm staying here at QT. So I am literally had a jam-packed 24 hours. All right. So I wish I had more time here mm -hmm. because there are some amazing people that I would love to catch up with. Mm -hmm. But that's about it. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much thank for your you. time.